Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League. This week's episode, there wasn't a shit ton in sports, so I'm going to try a little bit of a different strategy on this one. We're going to go straight into timeout, kind of, and then we're going to play our usual games, but I want this to be more of like a little uh, little conversation as Joe Rogan is, which is foreshadowing because we've got some shit to talk about in the podcast world, but... Other than that, trying out a couple of new things. Uh, real quick before we get into the intro, is the intro ready and going to be up on this episode, Nick? Yeah, it was up on episode 33, and this is 35, so yes. Perfect. Um, all right, let's get right into it. Let's take it from the, uh, from the tippy top there. Presents Beer League. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Uh, first off, round of applause to us. Round of applause to us because we just reached a thousand downloads. All right. right. Wow. I really, from the bottom of my heart, I can't believe people are listening. So that's dope. Um, I'm happy that people are liking it. We're getting a lot of ratings. We're getting a lot of comments, a lot of feedback. So I really appreciate that. I know we took a little slip in the quarantine and not a lot of people are listening or as much, but mm-hmm. we definitely hit that thousand barrier. And I know a lot of people are doing the word of mouth that we asked for and it's really good. And all those subscriptions, like we said, that raises money for charity. So that's all good. Uh, so I just want to start off the podcast and congratulate all three or all four of us. Still can't get the number right even with this. Um, <laughs> But no, a thousand is a huge thing. We're only at thirty-five episodes, so I'm 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 thoroughly impressed and happy. Good stuff. It's a yeah. milestone. Big, yeah, good big stuff. Day. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, we're going to get right into timeouts. A timeout. Where? where? And don't they? I mean, where? Uh, on the podcast. <laughs> oh. 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 I didn't guess it would be there. So on this one, I'm switching up a little bit since there's only one sports topic. I wanted to save that, save that for the end just to like wet my beak a little bit. Sure. Um, so the first thing I wanted to talk about on this timeout is, I don't know if you guys knew this, but there is a ton of shit going down in the podcast universe this week. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to hear like what you guys thought about this, because this is something that we strive for. You know, this is a goal of being a podcast that we want to, you know, go... So Joe Rogan, a.k.a. the pod father, a.k.a. like, you know, the Joe Rogan experience, he does have a very good podcast. I listen to it. I subscribe to it. There's some people that I, I like, see the name and I'll be like, ah, I'm good at skipping a five-hour talk with this person. But sometimes they're really good. He just signed a deal. He went big Howard Stern and switched to a big platform. He went to Spotify. Ooh. Oh, man. So the full numbers of the deal aren't completely out. But the rumor is that he's making a hundred million dollars a year. Hundred million a year from podcasting. Hundred million dollars a year from podcasting. <laughs> yeah. So I think until what is it, end of the year or September or something, 
um, it's going to be the official switch, and it's going to be exclusively on Spotify, so nowhere else. And that's where that's where all that money comes from. And it's supposed to be uh, accompanied with video too. So yeah, so that's awesome. Spotify is taking control of his YouTube as well, so it's more of like a package mm. deal. He did do where he gets to do whatever he wants. He has total creative control. They can't say no to anything. Are all his yeah. staff still there? He has the same team. Everything's the same. Jamie's though. still got to yeah. be there. You can't get rid of Jamie. No, J- Jamie's like a quasi-celebrity in himself, though. Yeah. like He's got some followers, and people love listening to him. I don't even know what he looks uh, like. He looks like a normal dude. <laughs> There's no getting around it. Um, but it's crazy to see the podcast has actually reached this level. Because, I mean, obviously, we have a podcast. We We do it mostly for fun. We'd like it to grow. We... I mean, we, we hope that it grows. We like doing this. It's something that we get or we take passion in. And just to see someone actually make it to the tippy top, because this is like crazy. Like when Howard Stern made the switch to Sirius XM, I remember that was insane. Like, How what big was that wo- deal? How much did they pay him? That was over $100 million a year. Yeah. But that was like when Sirius first started taking like control. So they like put all their money into him. He's got like a whole floor in the building. Like, it's insane. But it's crazy, because when he made the switch, everyone was like, there's not just one creator out there or one show that can make the leap to, like, driving business just by themselves. Like, you need, mm-hmm. like, you need, like, a radio station to have, like, the Power Hour, the Late Shift, the Groove Night, or some shit like that. So this isn't, this is crazy to me. And I think it's really good for small podcasts like ourselves is, yes, are we going to reach Joe Rogan Heights? No. Yeah. We're going to yes. surpass yes. it. Yes. Oh, nice. It's yeah. going to be we're, 100 million per person. We're going we're yeah. to make, we're going to surpass the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. And like. Not a max deal. Let's be honest. It's the dream. Because how fun is just doing this podcast with us four? And ha- I, like, I just got excited that we got a thousand listeners. This guy gets a thousand listeners in a minute. Yeah. So like, I like, I'm just so happy that it's shedding a good light on podcasts. Like every time I tell someone I have a podcast, the immediate thing they do is get that little like smile. I'm like, oh, you have a podcast? Like, yeah, I have a podcast. Sorry. Like, don't <laughs> laugh at me. Like, like if yeah. you're like, oh, I play basketball. Like, what am I gonna chuckle at you? It's a hobby. What yeah. I've been getting um, very different responses, but I guess is a good thing. Like, what well, it's it? like for people that don't know me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, like, all my friends are supportive. My family's supportive. It's just like if I tell a random person, I'm like, oh, you got a podcast? I'm like, yeah. What are you doing after work? Subscribe. Oh. Subscribe. Um, <laughs> you know, after we found out we had those thousand downloads, made me think I really, really miss the studio. Like, that makes a big difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it really does. The, the one thing I was doing is I was re-listening to the podcast that we've been doing, obviously, in quarantine. And yes, the the sound quality is not the same, but but that's not it at all for me. It's the camaraderie. It's the, you know, the, the bullshit we could spike up when we're around each other. And, mm. and like, we still have really good banter now. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about. There's <laughs> but that the live little, reactions, like, the videos... Yeah, the random stuff that we end up doing that we mm-hmm. ever planned for, but it always works out pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, you got chicken sandwiches, chicken sandwiches dropping down yeah, in the middle table. That's what I'm thinking, you got yeah. guacamole coming down the middle of the table. You got guacamole that nobody fucking eats. 
Dude, I ended up going to the <laughs> I, hospital I no for stomach, stomach shit that week. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so I'm glad I didn't eat it. You would have thought you poisoned me. Yeah, seriously. Maybe I did. <laughs> still, still figured out a way. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people, though, are saying, like, Joe Rogan, there's no way he should be worth $100 million a year. If you look at his stats, okay, he is the most listened and watched show of all time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, what, that is insane. What do you? Why do you guys think that is? Like, is like because if you think about it, like Joe's kind of a dumbass. Like he's not intelligent or anything. He's funny on stage, but not really in his podcast. Like, what? What is it that makes him the best podcaster? I think it's because he he's involved in so many things. Like it's so many different things. Like for example, I was listening to his uh, his stand up the other week, and he's been doing that for a while. Um. And then I was always curious about his UFC involvement, and he's been commentating on those since like the beginning, almost since like 2002. Mm-hmm. So he's just getting a bunch of crowds from uh, different groups and kind of just drawing them in, and just that's what I think. I mean, it's crazy that he's doing all this different stuff, including a podcast and stand up and yeah. UFC, which you'd think that you really they have nothing in common, but there he is doing it anyway. So yeah, it's pretty. He's cool. built a brand now. I think that's like the the changing thing is that like. It's not just like UFC fans are drawn to him. It's like now Joe Rogan fans generate more Joe Rogan fans. It's right. like mm. it's just whatever he does now, you'll still get more people following. So it's kind of like a flywheel at that point where it's he built himself up where it's going to keep building. It's really that easier, that much easier to keep building now. Yeah. He also was like one of the first podcasts ever. Like I think it was like him and like four other people when podcasts really started. So, I mean, he's he's been going forever. I think another huge impact is he always has a crazy guest. Like, sometimes, like, for me, I tune in to his podcast because of the guest more than him. So, it's like right. the first episode I ever heard is when Kid Cudi went on there. I personally love Kid Cudi. He's one yeah. of my favorite artists. I think that man truly changed my life. And so, mm-hmm. it's like when he went on there, I was like, whoa, Kid Cudi gets to talk about, like, whatever he wants for three and a half hours. I'd like to listen to this. Yeah. Um, I think another thing is he's like super pro drugs. So you're going to get like the woke people. You're going to get the wooks. You're going to get the hipsters. And it's yeah. like, and it's become like a thing where it's like cool to listen. Like it's like a, a hip thing to do. Yeah. It's almost weird. If but it's not as cool as listening to beer league official. So I don't get it. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's true. We're climbing. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure we'd get a million downloads if Elon Musk was on here. Smoking a joint and then tanking a stock the next day. <laughs> let's get Elon well, on here. Let's 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 extend the official invite. Elon Musk, you're invited onto Beer League podcast. So Elon Musk said that he's downgrading everything. He's selling his houses. He's only going to live in a small house. Selling all his cars. You know what you got to do? You got to downgrade socially as well. I know you go on these big talk radios and these podcasts. That's that's too mainstream. Yeah, that's too much. For what are you doing now? Come on a smaller scale. You want to really go, you know, low maintenance? Look at what we're doing now. I'm using I'm using vitamins to hold up my phone. (laughs) Not just low maintenance, low budget. Yeah. Low budget budget as well. Yeah. And if he wants to invest in us, that'd be great. If he doesn't want to spend money, I'll spend it for him. Yeah, we'll <laughs> happily take your money. You don't even have to spend that much money on us. It can be, it can a small investment in his terms is going to be huge for us. Yeah, it's dope. It's like, um, 
I think they said for him to spend a million dollars is the equivalent of us spending nine. Wow. I mean, that's like you can't even get a Chipotle burrito with guac. <laughs> mm-hmm. You get a so million. So that, that's, that's insane. Um, so Joe Rogan, though, big, big ups to him. I'm still not like the biggest fan of him. His, his comedy, I, I watched a couple specials. It's, it's hit or miss for me. It's, I don't think it's for me. He talks so much about pot yeah. that it's almost like and, – and I do like the guy. Great name. I, I really think he's talented. But he talks about pot as if he was like a sophomore in high school who just took their first bong rip or something. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah he does. Yeah, and it's special. it was earlier, <laughs> earlier in the decade too. So obviously it was before Colorado, before California and all that stuff. So it, but yeah, he touches on it. But he 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 always like he always brings it up in weird situations. He'll be like, "Yeah, so I'm going on a comedy tour or comedy like tour with Dave Chappelle. You know something about Dave Chappelle? He taught me how to roll a blunt." It's like, "What? How is that? It's Dave Chappelle. You can't think of any of the other amazing <laughs> things Dave Chappelle, Chappelle has done. I mean, the man turned down fifty million dollars. Um, I don't know." He he is he seems to be more of like a common guy, even though he's just filthy, stinking rich. Um, he did get he is a little bit of a hardo. Let's be honest. All he does is talk about hunting, like cooking his own meat. Like every time he says elk steaks, I, he's got to be getting paid because there's no way someone can just naturally say it that much. <laughs> yeah, it's always elk steak with yeah with his jalapenos on the side. Yeah, fresh kill. Yeah, <laughs> he um, he is. But that's uh, I mean that goes back to Johnny's point of like what why he's so popular and why he's getting a hundred million dollars. He attracts so many different crowds. I mean, Johnny, you just said like the comedy crowd and the, the, the fighting crowd, but Joe, you brought up another good one of the hunting crowd. He gets a lot of hunters on there. Like he gets a lot of economists out on there. He gets a lot of musicians. You brought up kid Cudi. Like he hits on so many demographics Right uh, and so many like, like you can scroll through artistic, like the mo- yeah, yeah the, the most recent podcast that he's done and you're bound to find somebody that you're like oh that would be interesting as fuck and he just keeps keeps getting people like that yeah it's it's to me it's like with the musicians that's what I I mean I love music more than it's my second favorite thing in the whole world and what's your like, first favorite thing golf oh. golf is <laughs> number one golf sure. still to this day. I've been playing since I was eight years old, okay? I've spent thousands of dollars at golf clubs, thousands of dollars of playing, like, paying for rounds. I played four years in high school. I have put my blood... While our listeners, that it definitely shows in the game. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) Pretty impressive. Um, I have given my heart and soul to golf, and that sport hasn't given me a fucking centimeter back. It spits on me when I'm down. It kicks me in the balls. <laughs> I like don't understand why I love this game so much. Like, I think our annual golf trip is is a bit of a return there. But no, no, no. Golf, it, golf is such a fickle bitch because no, you could yeah. be playing for shit for 17 straight holes. You're gonna you're gonna go straight to a pawn shop after this round. You're gonna sell your clubs. You're going to buy, like, a fucking keyboard because that's what normal people do. And why would you put yourself through this torment? And then on 18, you get, like, a chip-in for fucking bogey. And you're like, I'm telling you guys, I just got my swing fixed. I could play another 18 right now. And any one of you have ever played golf and you say you disagree with me, 
you're a fucking liar and you know the game does that to you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, people are definitely the most like optimistic they've ever been after they hit a good shot. Just one. Just yeah, one of just the 100 one. 115 you're doing, whatever. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, man. You'll you'll be shooting like 95, but you birdie the last hole. You're like, dude. I'm telling you, I think I figured out what I was doing the last 94 shots. <laughs> I, 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 you know, like, I know I didn't go to take a lesson. I didn't listen to a video. No one looked at my swing, but I'm telling you, I watched. I heard Tiger Woods say something about my my right knee, mm-hmm. and I and I did it on the last shot, and I and it was a good one. So that was, I'm needed, good. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Speaking of which, I actually finally got to golf this past weekend for the first time. How was it? Yeah. It was Where'd you go? Magical. It was just some uh, local uh, local golf course called Renwood Club. Did you have to walk it? Yeah, we did. We did. And uh, they only had the front nine open, so we kind of just did a, a double loop. But, man, I haven't walked in a while, actually, and I, I, I appreciated every second of it. Even just walking up to my ball, it was just so nice to be outside and Breathing in the fresh air was incredible. I walked every round of golf for four years in high school. I have paid my dues, and if God is my witness, I will never walk again without a caddy. (laughs) I will never do it. Okay, because walking with a caddy changes it. You're not carrying your bag. Like, Damn, dude. It's awesome. For years, I was on the other side of that, and I hated that shit. But, yeah, I could see that being a real nice treat. See, I'm always good. I'm at the term. What do you want? You want a dog? You want a sandwich? Yeah, yeah. You want some checks mix? What the fuck you want? A lemonade? You buy my I got you. I got you on a lemonade. <laughs> um, I got you on a lemonade. And then you always you always tip good. I yeah. never understood the people that are gambling. Because I was a caddy too, and it's like you'd be seeing them play for like big money. Uh-huh. You know, maybe like uh maybe like fifty bucks a point in a scotch game. And the guy would go up like five grand and then you'd be tipped like twenty dollars. Like, Twenty fucking dollars. <laughs> hey man, first of all, I'm 14, and uh, you just won five grand off a guy that didn't even know how to play golf. Yeah, that sounds like pretty bad luck, actually. That that didn't happen too long. Wow, uh, it sounds like you worked at a nice club. I'm going for the first time on Saturday. So nice. First time golf this this, uh, this season. This year, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to the first time. We're going to Indiana, though, because like I said, I won't walk. Uh, so that, they let you do foursomes and take out a cart. Where are you going? But That's awesome. It's called like going to Indiana. I think like White Oak or something. I've never heard of it. Or White Eagle. Um, here's my favorite thing. On their website, it said there will not be like cart girls or cart boys or whatever. Um, who am I kidding? It's always the cart girls. I don't know why. There's no, no politically correct. So he's yeah. a cart girl. I've never heard um, of cart boy before. You just it, yeah, it sounds cart weird. Yeah. Cart it's boy? Like, what? It's like there's no, cart man. there's no cart person. I'll say that. But you could buy 12 packs per person at the thing. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Incredible, yeah. <laughs> Give me a bag of ice. I'm good with it. That's inc- yeah. Actually, now that you say that you're going to really Indiana, good I don't know how it hasn't crossed my mind to travel 15 minutes north and I'm in Wisconsin. You're in Wisconsin? 15 minutes north of uh, the Wisconsin border from where my parents live. Oh. Yeah, you can go, to, you can go up there and go to a bar, man. I can yeah. do anything over there. Yeah. If you wanted to. I mean, you could go to a bar here. What? Well, nope. Are there nah. bars open there? In what? Wisconsin, they do. Yeah. Everything is open. And now that I'm thinking of it, I could have avoided this bald spot, too. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Mamacita's got to cut the hair. She's got to look out of her Nino. Um, okay, so I I did want to bring up this other podcast topic, though. So Joe Rogan was like, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. We know we can make it, boys, and we will make it. This is on the other side. Our other side is just drama. So one of the podcasts on Barstool is called Call Her Daddy. I don't know if uh-huh. anyone knows it. Yeah. It's nope. like, it's almost the biggest podcast in the whole world. It's really, it's really close. <laughs> what it's is real. it? Describe it for me. I've never, really I've never heard of this. What is it? So I've never actually listened to it. I know who the two girls are. They've been on podcasts that I've listened to. I've never called, I've never listened to Call Her Daddy. It doesn't seem like it's for me, but I heard it's really, really good. So, um, but basically what they've described it as, you know, it's just two girls talking. I mean, it sounds like they talk a lot about like sex, dick sizes. I mean, I haven't heard it, so I don't want to like. So it's like, it's like a Cosmo podcast, basically. Yeah. Well, except for way dirtier. It's oh, dirtier, wow. Even yeah, dirtier. It some more audiences than that. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's imagine part of my take, but more feminine. You know? Okay. Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. So basically a lot of girl what happened talk, with yeah. that. What happened with them is when they first got to Barstool, they didn't have a podcast. They had an idea for a podcast. So it'd be like if we went with the idea of Beer League, not having any episodes out, and we said, hey, hey, we want to be part of the team. So basically, they got put on, let's just call it a rookie contract. Uh Like It's fair. We heard about you. We heard you do good stuff, but you haven't proven yourself yet. So we're going to put you on the rookie contract. So obviously, this podcast starts, and it blows the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can't. You can't predict these things. I mean, some things are going to blow up and some things are going to be done, but this one happened to blow up. So basically, you know, they started complaining a little bit about, you know, are they getting paid fairly? Barstool came out and was like, the question is here, would you be as big without having the Barstool banner? And that's a really good point. You know, because Barstool is so, Barstool is huge. Yeah, man. Like when you, when you have millions of because all at first every one of their podcasts and every one of their things was mentioning call her daddy so it's like if you watch like a pizza review you might have seen uh call her daddy if you watch stool scenes you might see call her daddy so basically their contract is supposed to be up so dave portnoy was like who's prez he's the founder of barstool he goes and he says let's negotiate okay (laughs) so he offered them five hundred thousand dollars each for one year what and here's the biggest thing so they didn't have their ip 100 percent of the ip was owned by barstool damn so barstool said i will give you the five hundred thousand each but also i will give you back the hundred percent ip Ooh! wow so that's an unreal deal that's a yes. good another could, year of like training wheels that you get to book runway. You know? Could they could they make more money? Yes, maybe. But they also, I believe, get incentives with ads and stuff. So that's another thing. Half a million a but year. Five, yeah, five hundred five hundred thousand dollars to do what like we're doing right now isn't that hard. Let's be honest. I mean, it's like the greatest job in the world. Yeah. So basically, what happens is these two girls they live together. They're best friends. Um, the one girl says perfect i I think it's a great idea this other girl recently got a boyfriend the boyfriend starts whispering in her ear hey this is a shitty deal you shouldn't take it 
So wow. she goes back and she like declines it. So Barstool, what they do is they go back to the first girl that accepted and they said, hey, this is fine. She could be out. We'll give you the podcast and 75% of the IP. We'll keep 25%. You can stay under our banner and I'll still give you the 500000 and I'll give you another show of your own. And so basically the other girl now is like, whoa, fuck. Wait a second. <laughs> I could be, you know, left out in the dust. Because literally... They don't Barstool, have, she doesn't really have much leverage, right? Yeah, I mean, Barstool owns the IP, so there's nothing you can do because you can't actually say, hey, I'm blank from Caller Daddy. Right. Because well, you can't do well, that or you can get in some legal trouble. I think what they would have leverage if both of them said no, but because one said yes... The other said no. That's the issue. <laughs> and I also think I also think Dave and Barstool—they're smart people. They're smart individuals. So they knew what they were doing. With like, okay, this person doesn't want to say no. I bet if we double this girl's money and give her seventy-five percent instead of the fifty she was going to get, I bet she could turn on her. So basically, yeah. the other girl's like, "Lawyer up, motherfucker!" And it's like, "Yo, Barstool's Damn. worth." Um, Four hundred and fifty million, I believe. Yeah, they just made big. They valued at five hundred, right? Jeez. So, um, yeah, they got more money than you. So good luck in legal fees, because that shit's gonna fuck you up. Yeah. So apparently, sorry, go ahead. So all I wanted to say is like, right here, right now, we're gonna make a pact. No backstabbing unless it's done by me. (laughs) (laughs) But. No, I'm joking around, but, like, <laughs> I, I I, can't believe that, like, someone, like, it's, yeah. it's crazy to me that someone can just turn down $500,000, especially doing a podcast. Podcasts are fun. It's, like, all about enjoyment for the host. And so it's, like, that's what you're doing to make half a million dollars and get your IP back? Because after this year, you could just break off and be Caller Daddy and make all of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they, half their content right now is about how they don't have any money and they're just poor. <laughs> like Five hundred thousand. And here's half a million. Yeah. No longer poor. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why they said no, because they were like, "Where? Yeah, what, what's our content going to be?" Too much. <laughs> we're we're not poor anymore. It's a bad deal. It's too much money. Yeah. <laughs> they're giving us too much. I, you know, I, it's funny, right? So that's the difference between Joe Rogan and Barstool is that Barstool is a brand. Joe Rogan's the brand. Like. You can't like leave Joe Rogan and go do do well, I guess. But like, you can like Barstool is is, is a completely different animal. Like Barstool, they built it to be Barstool, and that's their big selling point. So, like, if you want to break away from Barstool, you could probably float. Um, but Barstool is carrying you for a lot of, for a lot of viewership. I think it's I think it's a major difference. Is that you know Joe Rogan? Remember what you were saying? Get the UFC guys. You get you know the stoners. You get like those types of dudes to tune in. And like the hunters and all that stuff, but like Barstool, you get huge Barstool fans, and then you're just your little niche. So yeah. like, it's different. The right. one, the one thing that people say is they're talented. They could have done this on their own. Here's what my rebuttal is to that. I do believe both girls are extremely talented. And they're very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. I think it's very possible they they could have blown up, and been successful on their own. But here's what I'm going to say. There's no way that they would have blown up in the two months with Barstool 
as they would by by themselves. There's no way. Without Barstool backing them, no way they would blow up to the the stratosphere they are right now. Yeah, can you imagine girl locker room talk? Like, I don't know. I feel like if it didn't have that Barstool logo behind it to kind of back them up and they're like the, what the type of things that they talk about. Yeah, I, don't I also do think there's an argument, though. Right? Like, if both the girls are gone, like, what value does the name have at that point? Like, you need the girls to be the personality for the show. Yeah. Like, I'm not... Do you think these people, they're all their fans, like, both hosts leave? They're going to just tune into the show because it's ran by Barstool? Like, no, they're going to rename it something and do it themselves. It's like, the argument now is, now she's dumb. Like, they need to do make a decision together because separated, it's... But I wonder if it, yeah. since they made it on company time in Barstool, if they can just turn off and make their own show. I think they have to be really, because you got to remember, this was a renegotiation. Their contract's not done. Mm. So I don't think oh, you okay. can just leave and make a a new show under can't contract, any, at least. I, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I don't know. The not contract. a big clause, probably. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure that's it. I think the biggest sticky thing is, is. I think the the woman she hasn't spoken out yet, but Barst or Dave came out and he did a press conference and he's like basically he's like our first deal yeah it wasn't the best deal for them, but we also didn't know who they were gonna be. Yeah, yeah. So and then it's like and for the woman that took the deal, I think she realized getting the IP back and having this be their own brand where they could sell merch. Where they can do whatever they they can go on tour with it. They can start doing live podcasts once everything opens back up. You can start doing shows. You can start doing live streams. You can start doing whatever you want. Yeah, and get sponsors. And uh, and my my also thing about that is, I think having the IP is so much more. I think it's it's so huge to own your own stuff, and that's why like I'm very happy that we were able to get the LLC and Beer League. We patent all our stuff. We trademarked all our stuff, and it's and it's all ours. Like, we're not run by anyone. We get to say whatever we want, which I think is good. But one thing that I was thinking is people were saying that they would lose brands, brands like endorsements, if they leave Barstool. I don't know if that's true because if they were good partners with these brands during their time at Barstool, when they leave, you keep their relationship going. I don't think all of your stuff's just going to fall apart. Yeah, there's going to be, like... There would be competition swoop in, you know, like if they're endorsing Coke on the podcast, Pepsi's gonna roll in. That's why I'm like, that's why I, I that's not now. I think the biggest thing is a non compete clause. Like if she, if they literally, if she's bound by contract and she gets sued for producing content, like that could be a problem. But I mean, at this point, like, yeah, it's you gotta own your shit. And now, like, you have an opportunity to get it back. Like, that is a, a huge opportunity. You gotta take it. So I, I'm, it sucks that she has someone whispering in her ear, his boyfriend, whoever he is. Yeah, so he's he's the vice president or might be president of HBO Sports. The thing oh. that the thing that I I mean is so important to me is loyalty. I love loyalty. I think if you could find someone that's trustworthy, that's worth so much more. So the fact that she, she is, it seems like one person is thankful for Barstool and all that they've done. And it seems like the other girl's like, I'm not even going to continue with this contract unless you pay me more. It's like, dude, they gave you a shot where no one else did. You exactly. kind of you kind of got – And let's be honest. If you sign a contract, you got to fulfill that contract. Yeah, it's your word. Yeah. You got it. 
I'll tell you what, the only way that we'll know for sure how valuable the Barstool brand was for their podcast is for Barstool to to hire another podcast and see see how that one goes. I, I nominate this podcast. I think it's a perfect example. We can do a before and after. You know, here's what we're looking at before. <laughs> Slap the Barstool logo on there, see what happens, and then we'll we'll know for sure what, you know, how much value it adds. We will gladly be your A-B test puppet. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Absolutely. We'll um, they do have something over us. They're attractive women. Um, We're so attractive men. I haven't got a haircut in, like, months. I'm looking <laughs> disgusting. Um, but But that's really what I wanted to – that's all I had to say on this topic because it just makes no sense to me. It's like you sign a contract, someone gave you a shot, and now they don't have to renegotiate. There's yeah. no, there's no reason that Barstool has to give them their IP back or renegotiate yeah. and give them more money, and they're doing it. It's like, also, it's like Joe Rogan just got a hundred million. He's the top, right? He's the tip. Top. So it's like, how much should these girls really be making? I, I know they're a huge podcast, and but five hundred thousand dollars. To sit at home and talk into a mic doesn't seem bad. <laughs> I'll yeah, take it. I would have I would have done it just because you get the training wheels, you get the you get the runway, you get your you get your brand back. That's huge. Come on, take it, take it, <laughs> get your brand back. You know it's you got followers, like because right now you're gonna splinter it. Beer, I think something that you said is super important that I I really overlooked. It's they got to work with Barstool Sports. They got to sit in on all these other podcasts, all these other radio shows, see how they do it, get their get their feet underneath them with a big brand behind them. It's yep. like that's so incredibly lucky. I don't know. It just seems to me and they're like, I don't want to see anyone get screwed over. But Johnny, while you were gone, basically what I said is they signed a contract. You got to honor the contract. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't just like not like the money and be like, oh, I'm done. It's a little different in sports. Because sports, you're like actually putting your body on the line. But right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can <sighs> still hold out and everything like that. It's just you're trying to negotiate a better deal for yourself. And it's, it. I mean, the thing is, is that you signed the contract. So, like, in the end, you're contractually obligated to do it. So, like, Scotty Pippen, it sucks. You signed a bad deal. Like, that's like. But it is what it is. You, you it signed is what, that's the contract. The deal. You yeah. signed it. You put, your pet, you put your name on a sheet of paper. And. You bet that, you know, you're going with longevity. So it's just, I don't know. That's, I always think it's like, you don't, you shouldn't be mad at Barstool for this. You should be, yeah. like Barstool, you do, you're doing a great job negotiating. Like the only people in the wrong are the ones asking about the money or splintering. If they, It's bad that the co-hosts are going against each other. That's bad. Yeah. Last thing I want to say about this. The idiots out there that are only backing Caller Daddy and shit-talking Barstool saying that they're, anti-feminism and they hate women um do some research because their ceo is a woman the ceo is a woman yeah she's awesome <laughs> like you can't you can't say that a company wants to put down women when a woman is in charge Call her on twitter she's uh i didn't she's know like that. the leader of their hockey team too but they're they're like right like, you, you can't how could you possibly say like these people hate women they hold they hired a woman as exactly. ceo <laughs> um, all, right, all right, that's 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 my rant. Let's get on to what is Snitch Nine ups to. So this week in <laughs> Snitch Nine, 
So he officially had to move houses after the Instagram post, um, which is funny. So his his post, everyone was like narrowing it down where his house was. His neighbor took a photo and like uploaded and was like, this is 6 9 house. So he ended up having to move, you know, for good reasons. But here's one thing that pissed me off. I don't like the guy, but he tried to donate 200 grand to feeding children. And hungry children turned it down because they said that they don't respect his beliefs and what he's done. Dude, you're charity. Take the 200,000 and you're going to feed any kid. I get not, that. Like, it, it's not, not uncommon. Like it's, yeah. It's but, not uncommon it's, that happens. <laughs> but it's not like he's like, um, like a Nazi or like he's he's just like a, a he's a troll let's be honest the guy faked being in a gang and then as soon as he they were like oh you want to be a gangbanger okay do a couple things and then he got arrested he's like i got some names and he's he's clearly not a real gangbanger he's just a troll like i want them to take the 200 grand especially during a recession when it said one in five kids without school are not getting even a meal it's like, I want these kids to be fed. And, like, obviously, I've, I've shared my opinion on this podcast so many times about how important I think charity is in giving back. And I just think it – I understand that you got to have values, but 200 grand – I, I Maybe I wish that – No, public. wasn't public at all. He made no public statement. He made it public once they didn't do it. I was going to say maybe they can, like, hey, just due to what's going on, do you mind – Donating it anonymously. I don't know. I it just, it's hard for me because it's kids. If it, if it was a lot of other things, I get it. Because it's kids and what's going on right now. It just made me a little angry. Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough situation, man. I get it, and it's I you know I used to work in that kind of field, so I mean it's definitely not uncommon. These a lot of the you're gonna get you're gonna receive a big donation. Part of receiving that donation is the publicity that comes with it, so you could kind of generate more. So it's like, you know, if like Russell Wilson donates two hundred grand to charity, there's gonna be people in Seattle donating stuff to the charity. It's like you're associating yourself with him, and then the other people that are associated with him. So that's like a lot of times they'd say no, and like believe it or not, like a lot of I, I talk to like Feeding America, and I mean they have like white supremacists approach them like daily when they want to donate like legit amount good amount of money and like there's some big big ones that are like risky like you have the church of scientology doing stuff like that it's like okay like you're kind of being you're kind of pushing the line there and then you know think of like anti-vaxxers you want like if they're going to donate to a charity it's like they're going to publicize that so it's just it's just it's tough a lot of times the charities are going to roll on the side of like whatever the public is most in favor of and the public doesn't like him then they're going to go with the majority of what their donors think but basically, everyone that you mentioned is so much worse than he has ever done. Yeah, I mean, he's just—he's just a troll. He's a little shit with rainbow hair. He's nothing more. Like, do you think? Yeah, but he did go to prison, like recently. Like he's like making a—he's making a show, man. He's making a fucking fool of himself. But, but he—he he said, "I agree." Well, I mean, you can't—I mean, you can't take take him for what it's worth because, or his word, because you know he didn't have a chance to really show it, but. According to him, he would never say anything. I mean, I'm of the side where you just you should accept the money, like no matter what. And like, I don't know. I'm just 
you know, you can separate, you can separate your message from who donates to you. Right. So, um, who's to say though, that six, nine doesn't come back later and say, well, I'm not a terrible person. I did donate to charity or something like that. I would have, but, but the only thing is the only good thing about him is he's been doing this for years without telling anyone. How does one person who builds oh, like really? a, that weird oh, brand? I know that. He donates a lot to charity, which is good. I didn't know that. Donates awesome. a lot to his community, which is good. I mean, I still don't like him, but it's like I, I, I don't like him for the way he acts and handles himself. I don't. But his charity work, I commend him for that. If that makes sense, like I still don't like the That's guy, really but it's like, hard to knock a guy giving two hundred grand to charity, right? And he still said that he's gonna do, he's gonna find someone that would take the two hundred grand. Uh, yeah, and I'd say do that absolutely. The whole my whole argument is just like how do how do you redeem your bad public perception? So like it's got to be the hardest thing to do in the world, right? Right. Especially so like, in this time with all the social media. Yeah, I think right now we should be a little bit more. These companies and these people are accepting accepting donations. Be a little bit more graceful. Understand that these times are a little bit different than most people, and a lot of people donate to you. They want to donate. Especially if like got released from prison, like yeah. So I, I, don't, I know. don't know. I just think all I thought of, and maybe it's not the best way to think, is all I thought of is like, wow, that could have helped so many kids in need. And like, I don't know. I got a little like heated when I read it because I was like, just you know, shut up and take the money. It's like the uh, the Futurama thing with the guy with all the money. Shut, shut up and money. take my money. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's get on to the next topic. So the ne- how how are we doing on time? Uh, we're at 41. Yeah, that's fine. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll do like a little play. Has everyone watched The Last Dance or should we cover it next week? I watched it. Caught up. I, I haven't, but you guys go ahead. It's okay. All right, let's do this. I'll save my last time out. I, I've pushed it back like three weeks because I, I have so much to talk about it. Um, but yeah, let's go to The Last Dance. Um, or actually, no. Before the last dance, this is my one thing about sports that I've been loving. So Madden has been doing the simulations of the season, and I saw that they put up Don't like, even get the, me started. Don't the, pa- started. The, the path leaders, the 8-0 club, the 4-0 club, the 3-0 club. Um, my favorite thing is people, like fans, have been posting like, yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, <laughs> hey, it's not real. <laughs> you didn't win anything. Dude, you could you could go 16-0 and mad and I don't give a shit. It's talking about actual game days. It's actually talking about seasons. I think it's hilarious. Don't even get me started. Madden's just a garbage game. And like, oh my god, don't even get me started. Don't even get started. Eric, have you have you heard anything about uh, maybe a new uh, NFL game? Yeah, so I know 2K is coming out with a new, the new uh, game. So they, so what happened was, I'll get into it. It's fine. <laughs> sucks, first of all, they say they, so they bought this license out back in like 2005. The NFL to say that they were the exclusive simulation partner. So like nobody else could make an NFL simulation football game. Basically, killing over every every single competitor. 2K Sports can't make it. Nobody else can make it. No more blitz. No more nothing. Um, so what happened, ever since then, they've kind of made a crappy game. And, like, the simulation, it sucks. And if you watch it, like, it's just downright broken. There's, like, certain things where, like, because of the new modes they put in, there's, like, 
for example, uh, Harrison Smith for the for the Vikings, he's like a big hitter. He'll like force fumble every single time he tackles you. And it's just how the game was made. And it was just ridiculous. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. And like people will play the whole seasons and like post the, my brother, this is what he did. So he played every single game. He played a whole season as the Bears. And he didn't play as Khalil Mack, but he played as a whole, whole season as the Bears. Khalil Mack had 42 sacks in his simulation. Played every single play. Did not play as him. Didn't play as him. He didn't scheme him open. Did nothing like that. It was just Khalil Mack was broken in the game. And it's like, okay, like, God, like, the fact that, like, they have these simulations now and then like, more people are seeing how bad it is, it's like, it's like oh, that, that's it's kind of a good thing, right? Fire, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, people are watching the simulations. My favorite is, like, end of the half, you know, you're driving, you want to kick a field goal, tie up the game for the half. Your team's driving, you get to the 30-yard line, there's 10 seconds left. Team lines up, ready to snap, maybe spike the ball, kick the field goal. Sit, sitting there, sitting there. Oh, time runs out. Like, how upset so, are you about it i mean it frustrates me as a guy who likes video games and a guy who loves football this is the garbage we have to deal with Come on. 2020 so thankfully 2k sports is got like they're they weaseled their way back in they they signed a deal they still can't technically sign a simulation deal because that deal like goes off i think like next year um it like ends but they let 2K Sports have the licensing. So what they're going to do, I think, is going to be – I actually don't – we have no idea what they're going to do. But I think they're going to try to do like something like the My League and stuff for like the, the basketball where you can make your own player gotcha. and stuff. But um, the previous – they came out with football games before. And this is like my last note is that they came out with football games. They weren't called simulation. They were called authentic gridiron games, but they were way better simulation games than, than them. <laughs> so um, – Hopefully they come out with an authentic gridiron game that blows Madden out of the water, and then you know maybe maybe they open up their licensing agreement and have two competing games again. So it's just it's something that I've been so annoyed at. When you mention Madden, it just triggers me, man. Just, <laughs> I hate this stupid game, so dude. Two K is about to run the table again and take over EA because they just signed the rights to PGA. They're making oh, yeah. a, they're making the first PGA Tour game, which it's it's a little weird. So. PGA Tour after the Tiger Woods series, um, there was a game and a small studio that made a game called The Golf Club. And so 2K is now, they, it's like weird. They like didn't buy them, but they basically bought them. So they're making a new one. It's called PGA Tour two, or 2K21 or something. And it's like The Golf Club is still making the game, but it's just under the 2K banner. But now they're going to – I mean, everyone loves 2K basketball. I'm in the finals right now. Let me tell you a little bit about this. So this quarantine, I started up a my player. His name's mm-hmm. Chomps Badia. He's a point guard. <laughs> I got drafted to the Bulls with the third pick. I'll take nice. it. I took Very the nice. Bulls to the playoffs, averaging 23.5 points a game and 7.3 assists. Wow. So they lowballed me on my offer. They wanted to give me, like, not even double what I was making the year before, and all these other teams are making or sending me crazy offers. So I pushed back and I was like, I want, you know, I want at least double my money. And they're like, no. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so then I like went a little less and they're like, they, I kid you not. This is what the GM said to me. He said, You will never be a max player. I don't want you on our team, and we're pulling the offer. <laughs> Wow. Okay. All right, dude. Jesus. So they pulled the offer. And so I was like, 
Classic car packs. Yeah, Fuck seriously. <laughs> I'm the bleed. And so I tested the agency. Who up most money was the Lakers? And I was, of course, I'll go play with LeBron James. I am now averaging, which they called me a never max player. I am number one in MVP votes. I am averaging 42 and a half points a game, nine assists, two rebounds, and two blocks, and one steal. I have made it to the finals in a sweep in the playoffs. We only lost nine games in the regular season. We swept the Bulls in our series, which was a big thing. And the Bulls just got knocked out by the Celtics in the Eastern Eastern Conference Finals. So I'm playing the Celtics in the finals. I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm ready to get that ring. (laughs) We got to hear. With a vengeance. uh, Hey, it don't mean a thing if you don't got that ring. Absolutely which is exactly. going to purposely perfectly take us into let's do the last dance and then we'll go straight into the rank the last dance i'm going to go ahead and say it it was in the top five best things i've ever watched in my life <laughs> it was insane it was so good i like that they didn't just um focus on sports they focused on his gambling they focused on Rodman leaving and banging Carmen Electra and getting found in her, his bed when Michael Jordan came crushing it. Cocaine parties make an appearance. The Dream Team episode was obviously amazing. The only downside I had to say about the whole thing is they tried to make it so dramatic. They'd be like, game six. Whew. Two seconds left. Man, I don't know if the Bulls are going to pull this off. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> This happened in 1998. They, they win. Yeah. They win. We all know. I know yeah. he's going to hit the shot. I'm t- okay, I'm going to go on a wild guess. They're going to inbound it to Jordan. He's going to do one crossover. It's going to look like a push-off. And he's going to make the two-pointer for the lead. Oh, it happened. Man, that's crazy. That's my only <laughs> downside. Yeah. I loved it, though. I thought it was a masterpiece. It's so cool. And if you think, after watching that, that MJ isn't the GOAT of all time, you're... An idiot. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so cool how they they did all these stories, not just around Michael Jordan, but around all these other people, which still fed into the whole Michael Jordan being a legend. First of all, with Steve Kirk, too. That, that's one thing that I, I didn't realize, how awesome he was, both as a player and as a coach. Right back to that. Yeah. It was incredible. I loved it. I loved the end. I thought... I, I did think they had that they built up a lot of drama with each each game having a, like a an episode and everything like that. But there were some things that I didn't know about. Like so, it was it was nice to it was nice as a Chicago guy, not a big basketball fan, to just kind of get a whole lay of the land of everything that went down. So um, I didn't know like about the flu game that he was like poisoned, <laughs> like stuff like that. So um, I thought that was really neat. The uh, the uh, the only people that look terrible and they continue to look terrible is the the office. Yeah, the office. office like, Terry Eisenhower, classic. It's, it's <laughs> like it's like when they are at the end and they're like, "Hey, would you have gone for 70? He's like, "Everyone would." There's no doubt in my mind that everyone would have came back. Would we have won it? I don't know, but we would have came back and gone for it. They traded him, and then Steve Kerr went out and win the four P with the Spurs. The craziest thing that I didn't know is I didn't know about Steve Kerr's dad. 
Yeah. That shit oh, was crazy. Yeah. What was that? So basically, he was a professor, and then he got a job to be the president of the American University in Beirut. And I guess this university, it's like when he got in office, the previous president was kidnapped. So he took like a crazy job. Wow. So I guess one day he's on his way to a a meeting or something, and he get out got out of the elevator, and there's two kids or men, I don't know, who are pretending to be students. Got out of the elevator, they like went to ask him a question, pulled out a gun, shot him in the face. Wow. Yep. It's terrible. It's so Jeez. sad. So Michael Michael Jordan's dad was also murdered. <clears throat> I'm not sure. And they never talked about it. How does that not come up even once? I don't like. I, you know, I think Steve Kerr said it said it well. I, I think it was probably it probably would have been too hard for Michael Jordan to, to talk about it. Like the way that they talked about his dad, and like when he won that first championship without his dad, he's on the floor sobbing. Like that I don't was, think he was able was to talk about it with anybody. And yeah. I don't I don't blame him. Like, I've never seen Michael Jordan like that. Like just not in not, not himself at all. Like he's crying on on the floor, man. That was crazy. Dude, yeah. and, and to anyone that keeps saying, like, wow, man, he, he looks like a real asshole in this. Like, honestly, the funniest shit, he, he trash-talked hilarious. When he, when he said to Reggie Miller, don't talk trash to black Jesus, Jesus <laughs> that is gold. That is, wow. like, amazing. And then he's like, after that, I never called him... I never called him Michael Jordan. He's like, either called him Black Cat, Black Jesus, or just Jordan. Or Jordan, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, I thought it was really cool. So obviously I'm a big shoe guy. I thought it was really crazy to hear him say, where he's like, I wanted to go to Adidas. He's like, I have so many Jordans. Like, literally, here, one second. I literally have my two favorite shoes in my whole collection, for those of you listening, is I have the classic... The classic Chicago colorway Jordan, Jordan 1. I have that, and then I also have the infamous band Jordan 1s. And so it's like, I love Jordan. I got Jordan here. I got Jordan there. Jordan everywhere. And it's like, it was crazy for me to hear him where he's like, yeah, I didn't even want to go to Nike. I didn't even want to take the interview. And his mom is like, just go see it. And then for him being a rookie and then just offering, because at the time, Nike was on track shoes. And they offered him the biggest contract out of any NBA player. And then they said, like, hey, okay, we're hoping to make, like, $3 million in, or $8 million in three years or something. And they sold $161 million worth of shoes in four years. Jeez. That's insane. I mean, the man's, the man's insane. I mean, there were shoes, there was Jordans that dropped yesterday. They sold out in minutes. Jordans dropped today. They sold out in minutes. I mean, his brand is bigger than anything. It's over a billion dollars. So that, to me, was really crazy because it, it was really weird for him to be like, yeah, I didn't even want Nike. I didn't even want to take the thing. And it's like you see how big Jordan brand is now. Yeah. I liked uh, – one thing I liked and I, is that I knew a lot, a lot about all the different players that he played against, but it was nice that they went in on each team that he had to beat and, like, overcome. And, like, they talked about the bad boys – they talked about, you know, you had to beat the Lakers, and then it's just, it was a different team. The Pacers at the end, it was fun to see the different yeah. rounds. It was cool to see, like, the Utah Jazz, the highlights out of them. There's some pretty passes to Carmelo, who, like, destroys the destroys the hoop. It was just, it's fun awesome. to, 
Yeah, and like not a lot of people know, I guess, about those guys because they lost, right? But it's mm-hmm. cool to see them highlighted. And like, remember, like, remember that dream team, '93 dream team, '92 dream team. Like, all those dudes were on. Like, it yeah. was like that's yeah. that's what's so funny about that. You just go back and watch those games. I mean, they these dudes were. It's what was it? Twelve Hall of Famers and then one guy who didn't make all one All Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Leitner? Yeah, Leitner. Dude, the craziest thing to me is. Um... One, he's just doing full pickup games during Space Jam, taking oh, notes yeah. on everyone. He's inviting um, people out to the studio. People are going out to hang out and gambling you know, hundreds of thousand dollars like... on basketball game. Love it. Um, the craziest thing, though, it's when so I saw a meme, and I don't know if it's a real quote because it wasn't mentioned in the doc, but it's hilarious. So supposedly there's a story where Phil Jackson came on set. And to like, you know, just see how it goes. And Michael Jordan came up and he was talking about the guy in the green suit. Because like he was throwing passes and the guy in the green suit kept dropping them. But Phil Jackson didn't get it. And so he came over and he's like, I can't, I can't fucking play with this guy. He's the worst teammate I ever had. And Phil Jackson's like, uh, Michael Jordan. Or he's like, MJ, that's Daffy Duck. He's <laughs> like, not even a real person. And like Jordan was like, no, I'm talking about the guy in the green screen. It's like, that guy, could you imagine you being in like a green suit, can't see anything, balls just coming flying at you, you drop it, and MJ's just, are you fucking you kidding fucking me? This guy? Michael Jordan's throwing you an NBA pass. It's like, yeah. how many people could catch it just normally? Like, <laughs> he throwing it to you, you're in a full green, green suit. And then another thing that blew my mind is he he's Michael Jordan. The greatest competitor that we've ever seen, probably. And he would have to make up the smallest shit in the world to get him psyched up. When, like, he made up that a guy said, good game. Like, how does that even hype you up? Oh, yeah. Like, he plays you, the little games with himself. And he right? didn't even say it. Dude, the best thing is, half the time, someone would say something, like, very minuscule. He would get so mad. And they would win the game. And he would just be like, next game, I'm going to. Fuck this guy up. Like, you didn't even lose. You guys won by yeah. 15. Yeah. Like, how are you mad? I think one of my favorite stories was uh, the one that Hannibal Burris uh, told about how... Wait, was it Hannibal Burris? I can't remember who it was, actually. Fuck. Either way, they, were, they went on vacation on an island. Um, they were there for a week. And as soon as they got there, the first thing they did was play dominoes. And this other guy, I gotta, I gotta look him up. Um, he, uh, he beat him for five games straight or something like that. And MJ just didn't talk to him for three days straight. And they were on vacation together <laughs> because he beat them in dominoes a few times. Never spoke to him again during that vacation, I guess. Wow. But My brother wants to tell the story. Just, Michael Jordan was caught cheating in a meaningless game of cards with an old lady. So Cheating? Like, caught cheating oh in a game God. of cards with an old lady. He yeah. played ping pong against Scotty Burrell. And he lost, and he wouldn't let Scotty Burrell come to practice when he was there for a week. <laughs> and it's... supposedly he lost by two points. He literally lost and win by two. I, I can't even imagine the stress it would be to like lose a game by two points and be like, hey, um, that guy's not going to be allowed in the Berto Center for a week while I'm here. Let's just keep him outside. Um, what about the um, he got Scotty Pippen golf clubs Scotty Pippen was like wow that's really nice of you and then it just turns out that he wanted to teach him golf 
so he could gamble and win his money. That's hilarious. Um, trying to think of any other really good stories that stuck out. Um, that's another good one. I like that. I like the all the White Sox stuff. That was fun. Um, I like that. Like it was acknowledged that he was getting a lot better, like really fast. So like, if they didn't have the strike, he might have stuck it out in baseball. But Dude, because you, of the strike, he was like, I gotta go play something. That reminded me. Have you ever seen the movie Major League? I saw it a long time ago. It's actually on my list of movies I need to rewatch. Is that the one with Charlie Sheen? In it? Yes. Yep. So yep. there's a guy in there that all he hits is bombs. He like has yeah, yeah, tiki's yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. Yep, yep. But it's like as soon as you throw him a non fastball, he can't hit shit. And I just <laughs> love that it's like as soon as they were like, hey, if I don't just give him fastballs down the middle. He can't hit. Mm-hmm. So that was crazy. And then he got better. His work ethic scared me. Um, one of the most emotional points for me was the Kobe Bryant stuff. When he was talking about him, he's like, I don't care what anyone says about like better than him or not. He's like, without MJ, there's no me. He's yeah. like, he's the reason I did all this. And I was able to do this. And he took him under the wing. And I think it was really cool. It's like during that all-star game, he's like, hey, if you need any tips and trips, call me. That's cool. Yeah, he that knew shit was nuts. Yeah, he knew he was passing on the torch. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it it is it is crazy because like I think he could have definitely played more years for the Bulls. I know that he went to the Wizards, but I think he could have played more. Um, and then the people that shit on him as an owner, dude, the guy bought his childhood favorite team. Yeah, like he he got a dream like. That's insane. He bought his childhood famous favorite drink. So it'd be like if beer bought the Sox or I bought the Cubs or we all bought the Bears, which one day we will. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, that's insane. He did everything he wanted, man. Dude, it, it, his fame level, though, I'm not going to lie, looked exhausting. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah. I can't even leave my hotel room. He's like, we got to get food here. And it's like, all that shit. It's like, oh, my God. That's so much. When they were in Paris, and it just everyone knew who he was. Like there wasn't one person that was like, "Oh, I wonder who that guy." It's like, no, it's Michael Jordan. No, yeah, that's. I mean, it was similar to what was happening with Kobe too. I mean, you saw the whole world just break down because of Kobe. Similar kind of stardom back then. So, so the craziest thing about Kobe to me is <laughs> when Muhammad Ali died. Uh, there was a lot of people that know of the infamy of Muhammad Ali who maybe have not watched his fights, but they knew what he did for humanity as a whole with all his, like, you know, extra work and all the stances he took. You know, the draft was obviously a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people were shitting up. People were like, oh, my God, you never even saw him fight. There's no way you could be sad that this guy's dead. And it's like, no, I still have a right to be sad. This guy meant a lot to a lot of people. I know the impact he did. Kobe was a whole different thing because our generation knew him, knew him. Mm-hmm. Like you, there's no way that you haven't seen a Kobe highlight or knew that his eight or 24, like you, like you just knew who it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's why I think people were so fucking dumbfounded. Also Muhammad Ali had Parkinson's. He was old. But it's like when he died, it's like, holy shit. He felt cheated. Didn't yeah. sound real. Yeah. I, I and then was, it was, was even worse. 
It was even worse that his little daughter was. Yeah, yeah. man, that. Fuck. I still remember that rocking me. I was waking up from a nap and. Eric I walked was, in. The beer, beer was coming down and I was opening the door and that's me. I hadn't checked my phone. I hadn't checked anything. I was still waking up. So that was just news that I could not process. I just couldn't process it. And I remember thinking it was that, fake. And for days after that, I'm like, no, I can't. No, it's not real. I thought it was fake when so my yeah. my friend Anthony, you guys know Bosco from the low budget. He um he texted me when it happened and I was like, no way. I thought it was like bullshit. I was like, holy shit, that's fucking terrifying. The moment oh, I saw TMZ report it, that's when I was like, oh no, like this is bad. They picked it up really fast. And like Yeah. There was a lot of disinformation that came out too, which is well, that, that was the weirdest thing because there was like discrepancies of how many people were on the helicopter, what happened to the helicopter. So it's like, okay, is there, is there a chance that this could still be false? Um, but yeah, uh, but back to the last dance, the last thing I wanted to say is Michael Jordan, it really showed that he held in all of his true emotions until the job was done every time. Like, every time it was game time during the season, he was a hard ass. He was shit-talking. He was trying to make you a better player. He was also just trying to make you mentally tough. But once the championship was over, especially you saw with the first one, when he's crying with his dad there, and then you definitely saw when his dad passed away and he won, like him very visibly bawling, like hard crying. And it's like, damn. Like, that's got to be so tough and so exhausting. To keep all those emotions just in. But, yeah. you know, I, I yeah. thought it was amazing. What, what would you guys rate it out of 10? As far as documentaries go, 10. Uh, as far as, you know, things to watch, probably a 10. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 10. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wow. was going to say I give it a 10. I think it was a masterpiece. It's awesome. And, Beer. How many 30 for 30s have we watched? We've watched tons, dude. In a row, we've watched so many. But, I mean, the fact that this was a series just takes it to a whole nother level. Right. How deep the the stories are and the amount of background that we actually do get. Also, how badass it was that every time they were interviewing him, he had the biggest glass of scotch. (laughs) Like, the biggest glass of scotch. Like, that shit was insane. Like... That wasn't like a two finger or a four finger. That was like you got to put hands. Yeah, <laughs> that was a full glass of scotch. And then I didn't realize how many cigar. cigars he smoked too. Like in the lock, he's a cigar guy. Yeah, for sure. All Dude, the time. All the during time. during the playoffs when they're in Utah and they're like, "How, how was your morning?" He's like, "It was good." Um, only smoked one cigar. I love that. That was a thing. <laughs> I only smoked one because also the smart the cigars he smokes are not traditional cigars. So you know those aren't burning for like 15 minutes and going out. Those are like hour burn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing is like I had a couple of beers. I had a hamburger. Now I came to practice. It's like, you're Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> like what are you talking about? You're drinking. Um, another thing though, Dennis Rodman is a dog. He was badass, man. He's terrifying. <laughs> also, Carmen Electra is still looking pretty goddamn good. Yeah. <laughs> is it me or did she almost look better? She almost looked got hotter, yeah. I don't know. Like, it was yeah. insane. When they showed me her for the first time, I was like, real quick, when was this taped? Yeah. Because if this was taped now, good on you. So they started taping it three years ago, but I was like, holy 
holy shit. Yeah. You're still a smoke show. And mm-hmm. Pamela Anderson used to be a smoke show. Now, you know, some stuff's happened. But it's like Carmen Electra. I mean, that was like, if you grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s, she definitely, you saw her on the screen, you're like, oh, that's what women look like? Okay, I'm cool with that. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I loved it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's sad that it's, I'm, I'm very sad that it's over. It was like the one thing. I was like looking forward to a goddamn Bears game on a Thursday because there's nothing else to goddamn watch. But yeah, glad that uh, 30 for 30 is coming out with more more episodes of obviously not the last dance, but moving into what is it, Lance next week? Yeah, Lance Armstrong and then Bruce Lee as well. Bruce Lee, and then after that is the Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Uh, nice. A couple episodes on there too, so that'll be cool. That'll, that'll be great. Be cool yeah. Um, all right, let's get into rank. All right, so this week's rank—it's what Johnny thought last week's rank was: card games. So it's the best card games. <laughs> so I'm most excited to hear from Johnny. So what's Johnny? All right. So as I said last week, I'm going to start with Uno because I've been playing it a lot with my sister, and it's very easy to play and quick. Okay. Nice. So, so you're just beating the shit out of your eight-year-old sister, and you're <laughs> I like, wish. I love this game. No, no, unfortunately not. She's pretty goddamn good. Very slow. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how much uh, thinking goes into the game still, so, but I like it. It's fun. And number three, Cards Against Humanity. For the past four years, it's just such an easy game to drink to and embarrass your friends, and I don't know. It, it's the, It's the go-to. Yeah, into some uncomfortable playing. conversations with your yeah. uh, significant, uh, your your loved ones, your family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Always seems Except that is a unique game to play with new people, because like exactly. you could play a card where they're like, "Who put this one? This one's actually pretty disturbing." And you're like, "In any other group of my friends, this would be a trump card." Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> exactly. Number two, I'm going gin rummy. That's a card game. Love rummy. Nice. We used to play that in. Uh, Every Caddyshack, actually, that I worked at, or every golf club that we worked uh, we worked at, we we're always playing gin rummy. So any day I didn't get a loop, I was at least making money on that. So that was that was nice, good memories. Number one, blackjack. I love it. Nice. It speaks for itself. I I mean, I've lost more money than I've made, but that's my number <laughs> one. Hey, that's good. How about beer? All right. Um, number four, I've got to go. I got to put Uno on the list. I mean, I've grown Uno. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, my my highlight was that my cousin and I, my cousin Stefan and I played Uno and had a running game for like eight hours. And like we had stopped multiple times and came back and kept playing. Could not finish the game. Like it was that. It's pretty intense. <laughs> um, number three, uh, I'm going to go with some drinking games coming up here. Pyramid. I really like Pyramid. It's really fun. Um, pyramid drinking game is great. Number two, Irish poker. I was just playing Irish poker the other day with Kevin. It was really fun. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even consider drinking games, drinking card games. Yeah, I didn't yeah. either, really. I mean, that's what I thought we were doing from the get-go. But, um, <laughs> no, you're no, listening no, better. Different interpretations. These are all, these are all yeah. card games. It's still these are card games. Right. My number one is really simple. It's 21. It's blackjack. I mean, I. it's the only game I can... I can make money on in uh, in Vegas or any casino for that matter. Um, it's blackjack. Yeah, right. that's what Joe got me going on Bovada, so I love it. 
Ooh, yeah, okay. I'm not idea. proud of that. Um, <laughs> Play hand. So I've had a little issue with blackjack, so I left blackjack off my list. <laughs> uh, me and blackjack have a love hate relationship. I have sworn off the game for a long time. Um, it got to the point where people are going to think I'm joking, but I started doing, you know, jo- Johnny knows this, but I started doing large hands. Like I'm talking about tens of thousands of dollars on a hand. Oh yeah, I, wow. I, I was it was unbelievable what he was uh, mm-hmm. what he was telling me. Uh, so I did. I'm not even, I'm not lying. Johnny he wasn't lying. No, the, I, I saw he the- he would see you know I'd go take a poop. I'd I'd go down thirty thousand. I'd come out. I'd go up forty thousand. I mean he, the swings were insane. So I, I'm off it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it my thing. <laughs> so number four is gonna be Chinese poker. So Chinese poker, for those of you who don't know, is you get dealt 13 cards and you have to make two five-card poker hands and one three-card poker hand. Super fun. Interesting. That's fun, actually. It's a blast. It's so much fun. Never even heard um, of it. it it's, it's like if you like poker, it's really fun because it's just like super quick. There's It's like you can gamble on it, but it's like normally we do like 25 cents a point. So it's like mm-hmm. literally the winner can win like five bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, number three is going to be Nebraska Rules, which is my – the only drinking game on it. But all that is, is I don't know if you guys have played it, but it's basically a, a five by or no, a four by four board. And then you flip cards face up. And then all you have to do is go around and you point to a card and you say higher or lower. If you get it right, you're good. If you lose, you got to drink how many cards are in that stack. Okay. Oh, fun. Yeah. Played variations. Um, yeah. It's a good game. Uh, like number it. two is going to be Texas Hold'em. Love Texas Hold'em. My grandma taught me when I was six. Uh, I still play Texas Hold'em to this day. Not a lot. As I used to play every day. I don't play as much anymore. Not because I had a problem like Blackjack, but it's just because it's hard to get the games going. Um, and then number one is going to be Palace. If you've been on any trip in the world with me, you have seen Palace being played. Oh, it is, that one's awesome. <laughs> it is the most simple game in the world to play. And it's like you could drink during it. All you have to do is tie or beat the card that's placed down. So it's like super easy. And, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's a game that only takes about like 10 minutes to play. So you could play a bunch of them a night. So that's that's my four. Nice. I like it. Good uh, Nick? All right. Uh, number four. I'm with you guys. I got Blackjack on there. Uh, yeah. I'd like to think I'm around even lifetime for Blackjack win winnings and losings. It's definitely in the loss, but I, I'm gonna go with I'm I'm at even. Uh, number three, uh, poker specifically Texas Hold'em. I think I told you guys I've been playing that a lot with uh, friends uh, on uh, Donk House. Still uh, haven't invited me to the game. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. You're welcome <laughs> to join this week. Uh, we've been doing Friday. We originally started Sunday nights, and then we switched. We realized how dumb that was, and now we do it Friday nights. And yeah, we're we're up to you know playing like for six or seven hours on Friday nights and oh just drinking God. and stuff. Yeah, Jesus. people just go. Like awesome. I I got out of like. I, I pulled out at like 11.30 or something on Friday, and my roommate was like, yeah, we went until like 1 a.m. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yep. So, um, but yeah, Texas Hold'em. Uh, number two, Magic the Gathering. I don't know if any of you guys have played that. Oh, yeah. Wow. A little bit, a little bit different. That. Yeah, I, I grew up playing that in like middle school. I still have a lot of cards, so like me and my roommate busted them out recently during quarantine, started playing again. 
it's so much fun. It's got so many different layers to it. There's all these different kinds of combos that you can build and it's constantly just like deck creation and then trying it out and, and trying to create new strategies. So it's super creative, which I really enjoy. Uh, and then number one uh, is Euchre by far. Uh, Euchre is mainstay in my family. Uh, we have a Euchre tournament every year with my extended family on Thanksgiving or Christmas, whatever time we're all together. Um, you know, just hanging out and everything like that. Played it with friends growing up as well. Uh, so that's by far number one. And I think that's that's a pretty big game in Indiana. I don't know if you guys played it at all growing up. I feel like it kind of varies. It's like Midwest known somewhat, and then like the coasts have never heard of it before. I've heard of it. I, I've never played it before. Yeah, yeah I've never played it. Me yeah. Either. So there you go. Everybody, everybody that I know has played it in Indiana and knows how to play it. So cultural yeah. differences. Yeah, Shit, no, I forgot, the, forgot about Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. I have thought <laughs> I about like that, Yu-Gi-Oh. too. Yeah. That was so I, fun. <laughs> I was more Yu-Gi-Oh than Pokemon. Save. Yeah, I for sure. Pokemon video games. Oh, uh, I mean, cards. that's... Yep. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a no for sure. Um, All right, nice. Those, those were all really good. Next time we play together, or next time we have uh, a meetup, I'll teach you guys Chinese poker. Just play yeah, with four people. Dope. Sweet. Let's do it. Super easy, real fun. Um, all right. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, thank you very much for a thousand downloads. I can't believe we have that many people listening, but thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, stay Tell safe out there. I know, I know it's getting better, but just stay safe, you know, keep your head on a swivel. Um, things are gonna get better. We're gonna be back in studio. Guacamole and fried chickens are gonna be produced by beer. And then uh, <laughs> You know, that's what we got. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you guys for joining me.